sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. And good evening to all of you fans of the ooky spooky world. It is Spooky Sunday Evenings on Newcastle Live Radio with your hosts, myself, Anne Rekovich, and... Moi, Renata Daniel. How are you all this evening? Well, I'm doing mighty fine. How are you doing, Renata? Not too bad for a Sunday evening. Yeah, I had a night off last night. You did. So I went off to Sydney and I saw the Vivid Festival and <laughs> celebrated my, my friend Grant's 50th birthday party. Mm-hmm. Now, we were on the actual circular quay where the international, um, uh, what do they call it, the love boat terminal, the cruise ships, that's it, are on the top floor up there where they had a bar, mm-hmm. unlimited drinks and food all night. Would have been a waste on me. Well, it wasn't wasted on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you went and I wasn't invited. Well, that's right. You don't know, Grant. <laughs> but I had a fabulous night and I stopped sneezing. Mm-hmm. I was ever so grateful. Very nice. Yes. I was wandering around. I had to record True Hauntings the other day with Renata with pieces of tissue stuck up my nose because it was the only way I could stop sneezing and stop everything dripping. But I feel so good now. I'm busting out of my skin. Oh, fantastic. See, this is what a dirty weekend can do for you. right? It's all that adrenaline. Is that what it is? And wine. I thought it was a hangover. And wine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, take some Panadols, you feel much better. <laughs> now, look, I've got a story. I've got a news of the week, and I'm going to crack into it. All right, because but, I nearly cut you out of yeah, it last week. I got yeah. in trouble. Yeah, so this is from Higgy Pop, where all good paranormal stories Absolutely. are found. And this is about a gorgeous little lady that um, was quite famous a few years ago and uh, we here in Australia haven't heard um, from her a lot but it seems that she has now added a new string to her bow and Charlotte is, Church, the opera no, singer? No no, 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 and she's very very much into the paranormal Anyone remember Kesha? Oh yes yeah. Oh she's, she's quite up there with all the ooks and spooks Yes, yes, so Kesha searches for the supernatural with her famous friends in Conjuring Kesha uh, The Out of This World new series on Disney Pl- Discovery Plus Oh, nearly said Disney Plus, Discovery Plus um, premiering in July Comedian Whitney Cummings and musician Betty Who joined Kesha in the first two episodes Discovery Plus tells us that the Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter has a message for everyone that shares her deep passion for all things supernatural and paranormal. But disappointingly, that message is just the words, let's go. What? Uh, All right. In Conjuring Kesha, streaming on Discovery Plus, just in case... You know, I haven't already said it three times. The global and we're not sponsored by them. <laughs> no, no, we're not sponsored by anyone, so we're open. <laughs> anyone wants us. Yeah, just let us know. Uh, her understanding of the universe, journeying deep into the heart of darkness, all while checking off her paranormal bucket list. In the six one-hour episodes, the TikTok singer explores America's biggest mysteries, haunted locations and supernatural phenomena. With exciting celebrity guests, experts in the unexplained. To me, the supernatural comes naturally. Oh, 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 o
was so funny. So normal. It started with my insatiable curiosity, my eternal searching for something bigger than myself, and obviously my music contracts petered out. No, never. It's not in there. Allegedly. It's not in there. It's not in there. It's not in there. Um, This has motivated my art, informed my music, and has given a purpose to my entire life. It's an eternal search for proof of God. But it's the adventures that I have with my friends that take these pilgrimages to the next level and make them a reality. She would not have said that. That was a copywriter that wrote that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. I wanted to catch actual proof of the unexplainable. Unlike everybody else out there. <laughs> Nobody else is <laughs> no. trying to capture proof. She is no. brand new She's and thinking this the up. only one. Only <sighs> one. If we could catch these things on camera, I thought they've been doing that for years. No, no. Zach would be upset. He, he catches it every time he goes on. I know. He catches a lot of things he does. Mm. Then what else could be true? My podcast, Kesha and the Creepies. Oh, God. <laughs> Just gets uh, worse. Was the jumping off point into the unknown. Oh, this must be her second, her second twist into, oh. into the world of the paranormal. Trust me, you don't want to miss this. Throughout the season, Kesha dives headfirst into mysteries, ranging from demonic activity, of course. Of course. It's got to be demonic activity. Absolutely. Otherwise, you're not a real paranormal investigator if it's not demonic. No. At Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary with comedian Whitney Cummings. Sacred Bush on the Brushy Mountain. Mm -hmm. To hiking deep into the forests of California's Mount Shasta. In search of Bigfoot with the Bachelorette star JJ Fletcher. Oh well, she's she's got professionals with her. That it sounds like a totally legit crew yeah, there. Yeah. You've got someone from Bachelor. Yep. And someone who's a comedian. They are absolute professionals. You do not need scientists or physicists Absolutely or anything not. like that at all. No. Go with the no. TikTok stars. Yes, yes, yes. They'll they'll get a bigger crowd. Kesha and former tourmate Betty who face their fears at a haunted opera hall in Kesha's home state of Tennessee. And she converts an actor and rapper, Gata. 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 Into a full blown believer at one of the most haunted mansions on the West Coast. Oh, I think I've got to see this. Kesha and legendary supermodel Karen Elson. Is anyone at all on this show got anything to do with the paranormal? Mm, apart from the fact they've signed a contract to have a TV show with it. Mm, okay. Um, become the first to film inside an active and haunted lodge affiliated with the notorious secret society, The Odd Fellows. No, there's been lots of episodes done in The Odd Fellows. Uh, she also takes a Queen of Bounce rap, Big Freedia. <laughs> Let me do one of these shows, big, please. I'm, I'm big at me. <laughs> <laughs> on the ultimate ghost hunt at the infamous haunted trans Allegheny Lunatic. Allegheny. Oh, that's it. Allegheny Lunatic Asylum in Tennessee. I go there. <gasps> now, oh. at every stop, Kesha and her celeb pals are joined by top paranormal experts. Oh, here they come. Like psychics. Cindy Kazza. Oh, Cindy's oh. awesome. She's from the Holzer Files. Chip Coffee's going to be on. Oh, I like Chip. Or Bigfoot researcher Ronnie LeBlanc. I'm not familiar with him, but I'm sure he's great. Uh, who help guide them through the incredible paranormal activity they experience. So they're running around screaming and everything until the experts come in and explain yes, it to them. Yes, yes, <sighs> It's her fearless outlook that pushes her to explore the scariest places on Earth, including <coughs> when the cameras are not on her. Eh. 
And it's even more enjoyable to watch her bring along her friends as we get to witness their transition from sceptics into believers. Now, can I just say here that it is up to the viewers to judge whether they want to watch this poop or not. Oh, they'll watch it. But, you know, they can't complain about it. They can't say, you know, why don't we have a TV show when people like that have got a TV show? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. if you watch it, that's saying they want more of this. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want to watch crap like that, don't watch it Mm -hmm. and write in complaints and say, we want Anne and Renata. Mm -hmm. I reckon we'd be fabulous. Oh, uh, we'd we'd have travel guides. We'd have rapper rapper friends. (laughs) Is that somebody wrapping our sandwiches in brown paper in the background? (laughs) I'm sure we've got a rapper friend somewhere. We can think up a name. Send us in a name for a rapper friend on zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six. What sort of rapper friend? Could we have, could Anne and Renata have, give us a name? Because there was someone called Gata and Big Freedia. So give us a name, 0490-84886. We want to hear your best rapper name. Now, I'm going to give a couple of shout-outs here. For those who have said hello, hello to Bronwyn and Justin. Hello, Bronwyn and Justin. And we've got Catherine is sending us some love and hugs for another spooky Sunday. Um, And who's this? Uh, oh, Karen from Curly Creations, Curly Key Creations, um, saying, hope you have a good night. Can't wait to listen to it on Spotify because it is on Spotify now. Uh, and we have Danielle V here who is heading to bed early because she has to go um, after a week off work with Rona, but she's listening for a little bit. And I do love the butterflies you've got in your hair. <laughs> Very cute. Uh, who else have we got that's come through? Maxine has dropped in to say hello. Uh, and we've got a few questions there, so I will come back to the people who have asked questions. Awesome. We're excited. We've got questions. That's mm, really, really good. It is. It is. Now, are you going to be announcing what is going to happen on the 16th of July after this song? Yes, why not? Hang around, guys, because we've got a big announcement to make of a little bit of a, oh, an Anne and Renata weekend that's coming up. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. And welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live Radio. And it is my turn to have a little bit of fun. Now, I decided I would look up some true ghost stories tonight. Mm-hmm. And I've been on to BuzzFeed. Oh, BuzzFeed, Another right. source of wonderful paranormal information. Yeah. But they do get good numbers. They Re- do. Really good numbers. Yes. Uh, so I... These are stories that have been sent in by readers who um, are telling them things that have happened to them in real life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I thought I might read out a couple to you. and awesome. see We can have a little you know, chat about it and see what we think, maybe do a bit of debunking. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Oh. Oh, but they don't like debunking. They I don't. know, but they we don't. do. They don't. All right, this one is a creepy camping trip. Oh, see, I wouldn't be in that no. straight away. No, camping is no. a three-star motel. 
<laughs> camping Even, is a oh, camping is a, a long word. What C A M P I N G? That's a six-letter word. <laughs> <laughs> it is a swear word. Camping is actually a seven-letter word. Oh, but let's okay. <laughs> That's all right. We we are ghost hunters, not mathematicians. I'm a musician, so I can only count to four, but on a good day I can get to six. Um, okay, so this is the creepy camping trip. I was camping at a friend's family property with a group of friends. They had a huge, creepy shop. We stayed up late drinking by the fire, and I was the last one awake. Went to go and pee on the side of the shop. Ew. I'd just like to say... <laughs> Could have found a bush or something. Yeah, when we got up in Sydney this morning, there's vomit and piss everywhere and every corner and nook oh. and cranny. People are just disgusting. Um, sorry, I got sidetracked because <laughs> um, I was so disgusted. Uh, so they're peeing on the shop <laughs> and I stood about five feet away looking inside through the window. Oh, geez, that's a lot. That's it's a big stream. A good, <laughs> They've been hanging a, on for a while. That's a good stream. <laughs> Uh, I noticed what looked like a piece of paper floating around. I thought it was a moth at first, but it was moving in a very rhythmic figure eight pattern. Then it quickly floated back to the corner of the shop where it was dark. I sat back down by the fire to finish my beer and have a smoke. quality people here. (laughs) No one else was awake, so I played Robot Unicorn Attack 2 (laughs) on my phone for a while. (laughs) I love these stories. I noticed my friend Mark pop out of his tent to pee. (laughs) What a joyous weekend (laughs) that would be. Then go back in to sleep. Mm-hmm. The next morning, we were having breakfast and Mark said, oh, I saw you guys <laughs> sitting by the fire oh, super they, late. Are they Queensland? <laughs> How late did you stay up? I told him I was probably 2 or 3 a.m. When he asked me who was up with me, I told him I was alone. He said, I got up to pee and saw you on your phone and two other people over your shoulder watching you play. He said one person looked bigger, so he thought it was one of my one of our friends who was the bigger dude. He said the other person was taller and skinnier, but none of us are notice, noticeably tall or skinny. Uh-huh. Obviously... Too much beer. They, they were trying to work up the courage to say, please don't piss on our shop. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Too much beer and shrooms, I think. <laughs> um, all right, we've got another one. So that was from you backslash pork <laughs> underscore nine. <laughs> I find the best stories. I get the quality. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. This imposter brother. This is this one's entitled, and this is by Pugnator48. Right. My brother's bedroom was next to mine growing up. One afternoon, he asked me what I was doing the previous night that made me laugh so much. (laughs) (laughs) We've got the wheeze. Confused, I pressed him for details. He said that at 3 a.m. that night, my laughter woke him up. It sounded like I was pacing the room, too. His face went pale when I told him I'd been in a friend's house that night. 
To this day, he swears blind. That was my laugh. <gasps> they had a doppelganger. That's spooky. All right. Have I got time for a couple more? Yes. All right. This is called The Sweet Scented Goodbye. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's lavender. Mm. Could be. Right, this is from uh, Grimlock, which is spelt with ones and zeros. Um, my grandmother suffered a major stroke in two, 2012, resulting in hospice in her home. One night I was sitting at home in my office catching up on some work when all of a sudden the room filled with the scent of perfume. I'm not talking about a faint smell. I'm saying it was very distinctive and strong throughout the entire room. I stopped everything I was doing and said out loud, something is wrong, that is Graham. I had not spoken to my family that day but felt an urgent need to send a text message to my uncle who was staying with her. This was at 11.20pm. I got a response straight away saying, might want to come say goodbye, not okay. I quickly rushed over. Without saying anything, I walked straight to my grandmother, kissed her on the forehead, saying, I love you. Um, She was still warm but no longer breathing. I told my uncle that I was there because grandma had brought me there. I asked when she passed and he replied saying five minutes before I sent the text. This puts the perfume in my office at nearly the exact same moment. Ooh, spooky. I've actually got goosebumps yeah, on that. Yeah, many people have had that. that um, the, what the are they crisis called? Apparition. Crisis apparitions. apparitions, yeah. yes. The yep. deathbed apparition where somebody appears to you at the moment they are passing. Mm. And it's just, just a way of... Goodbye. Just to say goodbye. Yeah. And quite often you hear stories of people who, after someone has died and you, you don't know they've died yet, that person appears mm-hmm. in room briefly and just dis- disappears and you're very confused and you find out the next day that they passed. Mm. Um, oh, this creepy childhood house. Now, I haven't read through this one, so who knows what we're going to find. The house I grew up in was haunted. Late at night, I would hear someone pacing circles in the living room, but I was the only one awake, and we didn't have pets. I never said anything because I didn't want my family to think I was nuts. Eventually, I moved out and went to college. After I graduated, I was in a rough spot financially. My parents had brought a new house and offered to let me stay in our old one for a while while they con- while they considered renters. When I said no, my mum asked me why. I finally gave in and told her what I'd heard. My mum froze and turned to look at me. Turns out she also heard it for years and didn't say anything for the same reason. <sighs> See, that's one of those things when we we run our tours, we say to people, if you are having some sort of experience, no matter how weird it is, speak up because it without fail, there's other people going, me too. Mm. Some people, though, don't consider so many things a paranormal experience. They... they they kind of think that the only paranormal experience is the one where you actually see a full-bodied apparition, yeah. like in the movies. Yeah, and it's not, not and like that. And all the other stuff isn't. It's not worthy. Yeah, <laughs> so it's it's um, it's an interesting bit of education that any of these things, whether you see something, hear something, smell something, feel something, mm. could be a way of... Phantom the, pain. The paranormal trying to reach out to you in some way. Yeah. And that it shouldn't be... Um, 
you know, misjudged as as not being paranormal. Mm, I agree. We've got time for another quickie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, oh by the way, that la- last one was from Human Foie Gras. Oh. <laughs> anyway, this one's called The Vanishing Miner. Hmm. When I was 14, my friend and I rode mountain bikes way out into the woods. We must have been two miles from any houses and decided to turn back and go home for the day. Walking up the hill we'd just ridden down, we saw this old guy with minor clothes from about the 1800s carrying a bucket. He was walking up the hill with his back towards us, but only for a few seconds before he disappeared. We were both silent until I said, I thought I saw something. He did too, and perfectly described the guy. We got out of there very quickly. This was in northern Arizona, where they used to mine gold. About a mile away, there was an old miner's cabin. Mm. Now, why in the hell does that happen? Are we interfering in their world is or it a they, time slip? Or are they interfering in ours? What What is that? Yeah, is it a time slip? Is it um, a residual thing that yeah. he did every day? And a lot of these places where they do mine for gold has a lot of courts. Mm-hmm. And they always talk about courts being like a battery or a holder of um, energy. energy and memories and uh, that maybe that's what it is that triggers that particular image to pop up. Mm. But it's just such a random a random thing. And yeah. it literally you had to be there at the right time, at the right moment to see this person. Yeah. Undoubtedly he didn't do this every single day. No. And they just happened to be there at the right time of the, the yeah. on the right day to see that. I've got a full line one. We can squeeze it in. The scary blue lady. When my middle child was about three, we lived in an old house with a lot of poorly done self-renovations. It had an under-house storage workshop area accessible from one of the bedrooms. This workshop has a hatch door to the dirt under the house. My daughter always used to complain about the blue lady that lived under the house. We moved and I never heard about it again. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, you'd be going down there going, what in the hell is that lady doing? Mm, now, next song. This one is the Blue Oyster Cult and Don't Fear the Reaper. Why are you pulling these oh, out of Oh, I've got a secret. <laughs> we'll be back after this. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. And oh boy, are we in trouble. Renata, mm-hmm. guess what we forgot to do? Forgot to tell them what's happening on June <laughs> July. The, July the 16th. Joe's, Joe's not July happy. July the 16th. July the 16th. Mm-hmm. And we know what important thing happens on the 19th of July, don't we? It's your birthday. It's my birthday. <laughs> So I feel this has to be my birthday weekend celebration, Uh uh Mm -hmm. which means I get to sit around and do nothing and you guys just work your freckles off. Mm. Okay. All right, Renata, tell them. So July the 16th, we are planning a sleepover at a Lochinvar house. Yes, you are allowed to sleep. Yes, you will get a room 
to yourselves. It is a double room, and in most cases, it's a double bed. So, yep. you know, whoever you're going to sleep with, make sure you know them. Take a friend. <laughs> uh, you can have the the bed to yourself, but of course, you have to pay um, extra the money premium. there because we yep. have to pay um, for two people in the room. So, yes. if you want the room to yourself, you just got to pay a bit more, and that's yes. totally fine. But we have waited, <clears throat> pardon me, a long time to get back to Lockenvale House. Yes, we have. Uh, because of COVID, we weren't allowed to do that, and Lockenvale House is. Many of those places were closed um, over the COVID period because they couldn't take guests. Mm-hmm. But we have booked July the 16th for our very first sleepover. And it's it, so exciting. We will uh, tell you when the tickets are going to go on sale. They're not on sale yet. We've just got to tidy up our um, pricing because the prices had gone up a bit. Mm. But it will include a pizza supper and it will include a hot breakfast and lots of tea and coffee. Yeah, breakfasts are mighty good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have some snackies. Plus, too. we'll also have some investigations, of course. Oh, yes, yes, investigations. It is, it is known to be haunted. It is. It has ghost stories. And it has, uh, and it's uh, quite an old historic home. And Isaac and uh, Claire and you and I did a one of his specials on it. Yes. So you can go and watch that on YouTube. Absolutely. They, they went down a special place. They did. Which, which will be open to us. Yes, we're allowed to go down that special place. <laughs> Oh, yes. Very exciting. <laughs> so, yes, we're very excited. That will be um, – hopefully we'll have that online for you by the end of the week, hopefully by Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've just got a little bit of work to do. Uh, we've got a message from Tammy. Hello, Tammy. Why are animals more inclined to see or sense spirits than people? They've got heightened senses um, and, uh, as we know, they can smell and hear a lot more acutely than we can uh, and also see. But um, often it's the hearing thing and the smelling thing uh, that sort of gets their attention, first of all. Um, Like, I know that my little pug, if he hears barking five streets away, he's onto it. So they will often know that there is something weird, something different going in, uh, on in the house. Uh, so it's always kind of good to kind of work out what they're staring at and what might be happening. And it might be a totally natural thing. It may be a moth or an insect that we can't see, mm. or they may just be staring off sort of into a corner because they can hear something outside mm-hmm. and it's actually that they're concentrating on something. It's mm. not that they're staring at it. Mm. It's they're they're looking in the direction of the noise but mm-hmm. they can't they can't see where it's coming from. But sometimes their hackles will go up and they start to growl as mm. if there is somebody out there. Yes. Maybe if it's a dog. It yes. might be a pussycat on the other side of the door. So the story that we had on the last True Hauntings podcast, which came out on... Mm, uh, it, yeah, the, that's yeah, right. Yeah, the Brownstone yeah. um, had a dog that was hearing and, and they, sensing ghosts, and it freaked out completely. Yeah, and they had a phantom pussy. They did. And I've got a story about that tonight too. Have you? Mm. Very nice. Mm, you're going to enjoy Can't it. wait. You know me, I find the best stories. Mm-hmm. Um so thank you for that question. I hope that helped in some way. Um, this is from Melinda. I lost my sister a month ago after a very bad 18 months with dementia. Can you please see if she is okay? Love from Melinda. Oh, Melinda, I'm so sorry for your loss. And to to lose them to such a horrible, horrible disease is just... 
it's it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it certainly is. And the one thing I guess I have to say is that um, the joy they must have at coming back fully uh, into whatever, I guess, form they come into after after they pass over um, must be it must be a complete joy to them to know that they can fully be functioning at that and that their their brain and their mind and their uh, their energy is is sort of working as it should be but uh, from our experiences we know that our loved ones in spirit are always more more interested in what's happening with us than we think what's happening with them they, they kind of very rarely talk about themselves in the spirit world. It's always about sending messages through to their loved ones. So I'm sure your sister would be wanting you to know that everything is okay and to be looking after yourself. Yeah. Um, and Renata doesn't have her cards or anything here to be able to pass on a specific message for you. Um, but if you come on Thursday night, uh, you might be able to get a reading there if you want to um, try that on our Facebook page. Mm. Um, we've got uh, Catherine, a.k.a. Zena, said a rapper name for Anne and Renata could be the G-host. Okay. Like the ghost host. The G host. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I, um, like that. I do too. Uh, I have a question for Anne. <laughs> I want to know what do you do with a drunken sailor? All <laughs> 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 oh, right, it has to be paranormal. <laughs> what do you do with a drunken sailor ghost? <laughs> <laughs> Look, we actually have, you know, we encountered, um, uh, 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 there was a place that we visited that was supposed to have the ghost of a sailor in it. And you did break out the Kraken, the rum. Yes. And um, we got activity mm-hmm. around it. She also pulled out some um, paranormal, not paranormal, is it um, 1800s porn shots? Yes. I looked on the internet and I found some um, <laughs> ladies sca- scandally uh, clad from the 1800s uh, and I bought them in thinking, well, he might think that these are a little bit adorable and funny mm-hmm. and... Um, Guess what? He did. He did. So we he, he chose we, one. We gave him some rum and we gave him some um, porn, <laughs> and he loved it. Absolutely loved it. We've actually got that filmed. We might be able to show the people on the sixteenth of July that mm. when they come to the oh, house. Yes, we'll, we'll have to make inquiries whether we're allowed to. Anyway, Eric and Natasha having a lovely time listening to the show, and Eric, I think, has pretty much worked out the fact that uh, the the guy um, that hurt his brother may have hurt him. Um, well, no, we won't go any further. No, we won't. <laughs> we won't. We all get the idea. It's all right. It's all, all right. We all get the idea. So, Joe, we've answered your question. It was um, we're going to lock up our house, right? Um, Deborah Ann, I think we can squeeze this in before we go. When my son was little, he would often come running into my room, jump into my bed because he had been he had seen someone in his room. One time, he was calling out to me in the middle of the night. And I was too chicken shit to go to him because I knew he would have seen something weird. He would call out, come here, mum. I would call out, you come here. (laughs) This would go on for a while. He had seen a head peeking around the door. He is 30 now and since then still sleeps with his door shut and he is still seeing things. Why do they always peek around doors? Mm. 
that's weird. I think they're checking to see if it's safe as well. Yeah, it could be. I think it's just a, um, a safety thing. Oh, children oh. are nightmares. Isn't it terrible? All right, now has... Um, I, I have, I to have t- heard of this oh, next thank God. one, but, but that, God blimey, this comes from the 1960s. Yeah, no, well, it's Nancy Sinatra. So it's, yeah, 1960s, 1970s. Yeah, but it's a remake. So Nancy is the daughter of Frank. Yeah, she's, right? okay. she would still be that old. Okay. There is a theme for tonight's show with the music, and oh, I'm wondering you? if you guys are working it out. Uh, I'm not. Um, Renata's not here. at all. No idea. L- I'm going to play the next one, and by the end of the show, let's see who's worked it out. And uh, if somebody works it out, um, the first person to work it out in full gets a coffee mug. Oh. I'm going to post him a coffee Ooh. mug. I'm generous. All right, here we go. A gift. These boots are made for walking. You're listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. And Spooksters, you're back with the Exorcisters. There you go, Natasha. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, and Eric, sorry. Uh, so we've had a guess that it is music from the 70s. No, that is incorrect because uh, there are more songs coming and they aren't from the 70s. And the very first song wasn't from the 70s either. Uh, we have had Sasha who said, just wondering what was your all-time favourite investigation that you've ever ever done Renata um, for something that was completely and totally different I would have to go to Ireland Ireland and say Loftus Hall <gasps> because yes. we were just so excited to get there and there's a huge story wrapped up in how we got there uh, and it was other than the fact there were, that there were probably another 50 people with us <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I I would give anything to be able to go back there and wander that place um, kind of on my own yes. or just, you know, with you. I'll, I'll take you with me. I'll take you. I'll take you, you. you and do our own investigations and just be able to take lots of photographs and everything. You hear about these places and they, they get onto your bucket list and you kind of think, oh, I'll never get there. And then, like, the stars collided and we got in and it was just fabulous to be there. We drove so from one end of Ireland to we, the other to get there. We literally did. We, <laughs> we literally were determined. Did. And it was all because of Danielle, who was yep. in studio last week with us, that made all of that happen. Absolutely. So um, that, that was a thrill. That was yeah. a thrill moment for me. And um, I would have to say Loftus Hall as well, uh, followed up by the Birdcage Theatre. Oh, I don't know if it's the Birdcage Theatre in Tombstone or whether it was the Stanley Hotel because they were both awesome, um, mm. Stanley Hotel and Estes Park, which you haven't got to America yet to experience those locations. So no. um, they were both fabulous. Now, we've got a first-time listener that's oh. got a question, and they've sent us a fo- photo as well. Hi, Amanda, and welcome to the show. Now, this is a bit of a long story, so I'm hoping we can crack this out before the, the news break. I have a question. In my parents' home, there's a known spirit who just walks laps between the two bedrooms upstairs, the hallway to the top of the stairs and the bathroom. She is known to stand at the top of the stairs and watch you. Also, you cannot have anything underneath the fan as you first enter the main bedroom or strange things happen and things have been known to go missing. The story goes that she had a young child, infant we believe, and they died in a barn fire. It was a barn before the house was built here. 
The time before last that we were there, my older kids were talking and joking about it to their friends on the phone in that room. After a short while, the room seemed to fill with smoke. I, and only I, started to choke. I couldn't breathe. I had to leave the room. My nephew, who was three, came in as he could hear noises and said, Why is it smoky? His mother then smelt the smoke and started to cough as well. Uh, Jump forward a few days. We had left there and gone to stay at my other sister's house. My two older girls shared a blow-up bed, daughter one on the left, daughter two on the right. Daughter one woke up with a handprint on her left arm just down from her shoulder, a size smaller than any of us uh, adults or children. Two questions. Do you think that the little kid may have attached itself to her? Do you think the smoke was the spirit's way of communicating to us as I know they don't like you talking about them? And she has sent the photo. And the photo is really interesting. That's Ooh, definitely a hand. It is definitely a without handprint. Yes. Any doubt whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and you can see that it's, it's quite close together. Um, and I'm just going to ask: Would we have permission to share that with people and show everyone that photo if we put it on our Facebook page later? Just let me know because I'll um, organise to do that. But um, so, Renata, what do you think is going on there? Well, we've heard recently about uh, another instance where smoke filled a room and then it dissipated as if it wasn't there. So they might be giving you a bit of a show of, oh, was that time like a house? Yeah. Yeah, when smoke came in uh, and filled a room. And then it just Linda disappeared. Story, yeah. yeah, and it was on the anniversary of the um, a fire. Of that a fire. They didn't realise it happened there. So this might be uh, this thing of uh, the smoke filling the space to let you know that there was a fire there. Um, and, and the reason why you could only see it or smell it to start with is because you have the psychic ability to pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people hear voices, some people see spirits, some people smell smells, and mm-hmm. that is a psychic gift. It certainly is. So, yeah. And the other thing quickly before we go to the song, because of, uh, the news is coming up, is that the handprint doesn't um, doesn't mean that attachment. someone has been uh, there is an attachment or no. someone's been possessed. Absolutely not. Um, it it can I did, it it can be because that particular person has been touched or there was a grip and it's left a hand mark. But it nothing. It could about also be the body reacting to the energetic touch of yeah. a spirit, and it's just welted up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Um, or a reaction, a reaction. But um, no, don't worry about position or attachment. No, No, absolutely not. They're just letting you know that they're around and they're they're sharing their story with you in some way. It's time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. 
Welcome back, everyone, to the second hour of Spooky Sundays with your host, Renata Daniel and Anne Rekovich. And um, we've got some more stories to share. We do, but I, I'd like to apologise to Portable Tree at the moment, who is struggling to get onto the Newcastle Live web browser. Um, how many windows does it take to find the live? Uh, trying to listen to Spooky Sunday, but the hyperlink is not working. Oh, no. Sorry. We will try to get better. Um, all right. Uh, we've got lots of people. Lisa's saying she's going to jump in on the sleepover. She's seen photos and thought it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe's had a second stab at a guess and said, is it American music? Uh, Crispy has said, is it called the Dementia Decades? <laughs> Maxine is saying, I can smell and hear spirits all the time, and I am told I am an open channel. Mm. Uh, Then we have come in, um, are these songs played in the Supernatural TV series? Deborah Ann nailed it. You are our winner. But I I have to say that uh, Eric actually nailed it a little bit earlier, so I'm, I'm going to send you both one because uh, he said um, uh, right up at the very start of the night that it sounded um, very supernatural vibes. So he sort of picked up on it, um, but he didn't know that there was a theme train ha- happening. So congratulations to Eric and Natasha and Deborah Ann. You are both going to get coffee mugs. Ooh, um, congratulations. Just, I know I've got Eric and Natasha's address because they've got T-shirts they want us to sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are going to send those out and we'll pop a coffee mug in there for you too. Awesome. Now, can I get on with my story? I've got yep. an Australian story. Sure. And this is called The Ghosts of the Glen. And this comes from Forgotten Illawarra WordPress. So, interesting. This is, without a doubt, one of Australia's best ghost stories. Well, that's what they say, so let's see if it is. And it takes place in our very own seaside town of Jeringong. Our seaside town? Well, I've never uh, been there. No, no, this is, this is <laughs> what the story is. Oh, okay. I'm just reading. Oh, you're <laughs> reading there saying it's yes. in our, right. Our story begins on a stormy night in the mid-1820s. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm trying to give you some sound effects. It's not working. Oh, dear. Um, A young Englishman accompanied by his large brindled dog entered an inn at Kayama, claiming that he had just arrived from England and was on his way to commence work at the property Coolangatta. Rather foolishly, the young man bragged of his wealth and offered to shout drinks to every man in the bar, which made the men roar with glee. As the hours passed, the young Englishman became drunk and stayed in the company of two ruffians, finally announcing his departure. One of the ruffians leapt to his feet and said, Now listen, chum, me and me mate here, we wouldn't let you go off on your own on such a night. There's some real bad lots in these parts. You never know what might happen to you. Oh, geez, you nailed that character voice, Renata. Absolutely nailed it. Oh, God, I've got things playing in the background now. As you're going south and we're going south, we'll keep your company and show you the way. The man agreed, and they and the dog disappeared into the night. The young man never showed up for his job, and the two ruffians disappeared without a trace. 
months later, one, oh, sorry, months later, <coughs> one of the assigned convict servants belonging to a man named Berry became lost in the bush. After four or five days, he was found cold, wet, hungry, and with a spine-chilling tale to tell. The convict had been wandering through the fog for some time and becoming tired and hungry. Sorry, I'm just giving you sound effects. Keep going. That's a really bad sound effect. (laughs) Well, it takes me a while to find it, so I I, I can't be quick. (laughs) He had built a rough shelter from branches and tried to sleep. He slept. (laughs) He... (laughs) Keep going. He raised his head and was greeted by a horrifying sight. A blood-stained hand and forearm severed at the elbow was... Resting beside him, and in the distance, the bone-chilling sounds of a saw. I don't have that. Can I do this instead? Oh, that's a funny one. (laughs) Thankfully, after a few seconds, the gruesome apparition disappeared. He lay shivering with fear and cold and eventually fell asleep just before dawn. He was soon awoken again, this time by an agonising human scream, accompanied accompanied by the soaring sound. I can't do that. I'm, I'm going to smack you. <laughs> Glancing around, he caught sight of two figures soaring a log over a saw pit, and he was sure... Uh, that he, he mm, a saw pit that he was sure had not been there in the daylight. Stop it! Stop! Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> that was so serious. Stop it! I have to stop it now. <laughs> <sighs> morning came, bringing a terrifying storm. <laughs> Convict crawled fifty yards to a large hollow log, seeking shelter. I'm never going to read another story again. But this is fun. You can do your whole freaking show yourself. <laughs> I'm enjoying these sound effects. I'm done. Audience members, I'm are you enjoying the sound effects? Please, zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six. I'm just going to chuck this across. <laughs> She's having a tanty. <laughs> That's it. You notice how the show, we start off serious and the show just goes downhill. <laughs> he collapsed into the log and quickly fell into a deep and troubled sleep. Night brought a violent electrical storm and a deafening crash of thunder woke the man. He rolled over in the log to face the open end and to his terror saw a blood-spattered severed head, the hollow eyes staring back at him. In the distance, he could see a large shape with a dog standing by it. The head's mouth was open as though it were trying to speak. It vanished after a moment, allowing the terrified man to scramble from the log out into the open. He approached the dark shape on the ground and realised it was a corpse, the frightening head now attached. A brindled dog cowered alongside the body, whining and licking a lifeless hand. A short distance from the body stood two men. The figures over the soaring pit from the previous night engaged in conversation. The man caught a few snippets of conversation. He's still got about 50 sovereigns on him. Let's burn the bastard and we'll have to slit that bloody cur's throat too. 
A scream so loud followed that the man had to clasp his hands over his ears in an attempt to drown it. Lightning flashed and thunder shook the trees. The man fell to his knees, screaming, certain that a supernatural event was taking place. Suddenly, silence returned, leaving only a slight patter of rain. All the apparitions had disappeared and the convicts fell to his knees, sobbing. Hours later, a search party discovered him wandering about seven kilometres from the area and, oddly enough, believed the strange tale he babbled to them. After the servant was adequately medically treated, he took them back to the glen. Sure enough, there was his makeshift shelter and the hollow log as he had described to them. Nearby they found signs of an old campfire with partially burned bones and a shattered human skull in the ashes. Under a bush a few metres away they discovered the skeleton of a large dog, the neck scored with a knife. This tale is often told around campfires with many farmers in the Jeringong region adamantly declaring they themselves have been visited by the gruesome spectres. And come an electrical storm, people throughout the town are haunted by the sound of soaring. Approximately 10 years after these events, an Irish timber splitter named Pat McNally shared a hut with a man named Jim Hicks, a morose man with a reputation for violence at Bulli. One stormy night, the two sat alone in the hut. When McNally said it was a good night for ghosts and mentioned the tragic incident at Jeringong, Hicks flew into a rage screaming, you hold your gab about that air Jeringong affair, do you hear? That was a mouthful, the whole Jeringong affair. They sat in silence for a moment before a gust of wind blew open the door and howled through the hut. Hicks jumped to his feet, clutched his hair and screamed, Curse the money! Curse the dog! Will a fella never get no peace? The Irishman shouted, You're one of them murdering bastards, aren't you? Hicks grabbed a piece of firewood and hurled it at McNally before running into the night. McNally reported him to police, but he was never seen again. Ooh. I thought it was going to whistle something really cool then. Um, and I'd just like to say, after that fabulous story, we did have a comment there. Remember how I said, um, uh, let me know if we should have sound effects or not? Yes. Well, we only had one reply. And it was from Christy, who said, I request no sound effects. Thank you. So, uh, Christy, your magical G-spot is now staying. <laughs> Spooky Sundays may have sent the spirits your way, but remember, consult a human professional before making that life-changing decision. (laughs) And we are back. We weren't really sure if we were going to be back then or not, because there's a weird red line on the computer screen. That's okay. I said, Renata, just go with whatever happens there. (laughs) It's all under control. Yeah. Uh, But you're going to be talking about cats. I am. There is a crisis. Now, uh, for those who are playing along at home, if you went to the Newcastle Live Radio <coughs> pardon me, group, you would have seen a picture that I had put up earlier. Um, where is it? There it is. What is the mystery associated with these cats? 
Find out tonight on Spooky Sundays. Well, let me tell you, I've done some serious reading with some serious newspapers, and I can report to you from the CoventryTelegraph.net that the Coventry cat shaver has struck again. Oh. Another pet owner has come forward to say that their pussycat has been <laughs> shaved. By some unknown person. I'm sorry, Christy. I know you have to come next after this. <laughs> Don't snort. That does not help. Please be serious. You tell me not to do sound effects and you snort. All right. Oh, look away. I'll look away. Right. Another person whose pet pets have been targeted by someone shaving cats. Well, it's a mystery. Nobody oh. knows what it is. It's a phantom cat shaver. They actually had the heading phantom cat shaver. So, you know, it's a phantom. That's a ghost. Right. Um, I don't think any living person would do that. Coventry Live revealed this week that a Radford resident has been left devastated and angry after their cat Daisy. <laughs> Well, she had large patches of fur that were missing. Now, Rebecca Keogh, who lives in nearby Holbrooks, has told how her two cats have been persistently turning up at home with large patches of fur shaved off. Sometimes they've been shaved so close that the skin has been nicked and blood has been drawn. Oh, baby. These bizarre and cruel attacks have been happening to Rebecca's cat Shelby and Smudge for over a year. Oh. It's very serious, Renata. Shelby once turned up with all the fur gone from his body <laughs> and just the hair on his legs and head remaining intact. Oh, nice. Someone's training to be a barber. I reckon they've got no cats to practice on, so <laughs> they're, they're, they're going to TAFE and yep. they're learning cat, um, <laughs> pussycat training, shaving, and yes. so they're just borrowing some in the neighbourhood. Yes, I think <laughs> so. Give them to see what it's like, get the settings, is a number one or a zero? Uh, um, Smudge must have struggled because one time she was shaved. She actually had cuts on her where she'd been caught. They were left skittish, wary. They are pretty shy cats unless they know the person. It's horrible. But it's also horrible to see it's happened to someone else's cat as well. Anyone who could do such a thing, Rebecca said, I honestly haven't got a clue. There are people on my estate that do not like cats. And I thought it could have been them, but now I don't think so. I've reported it (coughs) Sorry, to the Cats Protection, to the RSPCA and the police. But all I was told was that unless I have any proof of who it could be, they couldn't do anything. I felt annoyed and upset. There was no help for my pussies. (laughs) You know John's going to be loving this. Hi, John. Uh, Andrea Wilson, who is from Radford, told the uh, Coventry Live about discovering her own shaved kitty. (laughs) Had been attacked in the same way. He did a whoopsie there. (laughs) Discussing what happened to Daisy, she said, I was devastated for her and angry that any.
anyone could do that to her. We just posted on the We Love Radford Facebook group to make people aware to be careful on their pets. Someone replied telling me the same had happened to their cats. There are some cruel people around. Speaking on our Facebook page, Emily Martin said, This happened to my cat the other month, right on the top of the head. Danielle Collins added, This happened a lot in CV3. I dread to think what else he is doing to them. I just like how they're assuming it's a he. Um, A spokeswoman for Cats Protection said, As the UK's leading feline welfare charity, we are distressed to hear the alarming reports of cats returning home with shaved fur. Shaving and cutting the fur or whiskers of a cat can make a cat feel very stressed. The physical restraint required and the use of unfamiliar objects such as scissors or clippers can leave a cat feeling threatened and unsettled. There is a risk of injury as the skin may be, uh, become caught or snagged in the clippers on the scissor blades. The loss of whiskers impairs the cat's sensory perception of the world. At no point should a cat deliberately be put in a position to feel fear, anxiety, frustration or experience pain for the benefit of human entertainment. Even if the experience is only brief, it is unethical and therefore should be not encouraged. Um, And I did find another story because I thought, well, this is fascinating. Someone's shaving someone's pussies out there. So be very careful what you type into the interwebs when you are trying to research this topic, my friends. Make sure that you use the word cat. Uh, Even then, that's still not good. Um, So... This one was uh, was on a um, uh, on the white dot com, and its heading is "Phantom Cat Shaver on the Loose." Um, and we were amazed to hear yesterday of a phantom cat shaver on the loose in Shanklin, following our appeal about the small grey cat found in the same town. Ethan Wood Woodford mentioned on our Facebook page that someone had been shaving his cat. Mm. And you can see from the photos that Ethan sent us yesterday, his poor Moggy has been subject to a shaving in several places. Oh, no. It's obviously the work of two people, one to hold them down and one to shave them. <laughs> Have you ever tried bathing a cat? <laughs> oh, it's, I, it's, think, I think they'd get what they deserve. Um, given the location of the shavings, it looks as though it's the work of two people. On the front leg, it looks as though the skin was also cut during the process. It hap- it, it's happening about once a week, Ethan said, with his cat returning home with his back legs and groin shaved. Ethan said he's heard of other cats in the area receiving the same treatment. Look, all they've got to look for is someone who is badly scratched. Now, can I just say something? As an owner of cats, I have had up to eight cats at one stage. I was a crazy cat lady. Um, Cats, when they are stressed, will lick their fur. And they can tear their own hair out and make it look like they've been shaved, particularly on the groin. So that's where they on their bellies, and you will you may not even notice it. And all of a sudden, you see them one day, and they you know they, they sit on their ass and put their legs up in the air in a V, and all of a sudden start licking their bits, and you go, "Oh, got no hair down there. What happened? It's like completely gone, bald, nude." And it's because <laughs> don't look at me like that. It's because they're in an anxious situation and I don't think these cats were being shaved. I think that it's either an allergy or some itchiness that has made them lose their fur. 
nobody would survive shaving a cat. First off, you've got to catch the bastard and then you've got to hang on to it and try and shave it. It's not going to happen. They will tear you to pieces. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they will. Yeah. They'll, they'll tear you to shreds. Anyway, there's my phantom story. I think I've solved it for you. I hope oh. you like that. No, I prefer to think that you know, some spirit has connected with these little pussies and um, gotten to them. I, I think I think it's a supernatural story. Oh, it's a supernatural. It's, it's out I there with the gimp suit yeah. from last week. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> you just reminded me. Oh, I'd wipe that from my memory. Yes, okay. and you're right, Joe. That keep your cats inside and save the wildlife, or you'll end up with a pet pussy. <laughs> uh. We lock our cats inside every night because one of mine is a very naughty hunter. All right, we're going to a song. And this is Akataka. Akataka. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. And we all know what time it is. It is Christie's Magical G Spot. Bow, bow. <laughs> yeah, what's, the, what's your theme song music for that, Renata? I don't know. I'll have to look for some. Christy. <laughs> that wasn't sound effects. That was really me. Hello, Christy. How are you? I'm devastated. I'm thinking about those poor little pussy cats. I know. Oh, no. It's so sad. Yeah. I don't think they would have survived. That's the thing. The, I mean, the, the people, person that stole them wouldn't survive. <laughs> the person who's tried to. Um, yeah. But if you look at the photo that I put up on the on the Facebook page, one of them particularly, you'll notice it's only where the cat can lick to. There's another one that's on the top of the head where I reckon they've just knocked their head, um, which uh, my cat's done that lots of times and they've taken a chunk out. But, uh, yeah, anyway. Let's go on to you, Christy. How are you doing? Maybe they're making a merkin. Who knows? Oh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? If they smell of lavender, you know they're clean. Thanks, Jodie, for that one. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yes. So tonight, so it's it's interesting that you did talk about the cats because I've actually got a little pet protection spell at the bottom of this one. Very much needed, considering. So we're going to talk today about the magical uses of red clover. Oh, red clover. Roll me over. Roll me over in the clover. Red clover. Red clover. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I guess a lot of folklore associates um, the three leaves with the Christian Holy Trinity. However, before all of that, I'm not going to say nonsense stuff. Um, the ancient Greeks and Romans associated it with their triple goddesses and the Celts considered it um, a symbol of the sun. Mm. So it Romans. does... Yeah, four-leaf clovers, famous good luck charm, believed to protect you from evil spirits and witches, disease and the evil eye. Traditionally used to see the F word and other spirits and to heal illnesses. So there's a little saying that says one leaf for fame, one leaf for wealth, one for a faithful lover and one leaf to bring glorious health are all in a four-leaf clover. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, so the ones with the three leaves, so clover is, um, you know, a very shamanic plant allowing one to see into and to interact with the other world. Mm, especially if um, you eat it. Um, <laughs> Don't eat yeah. it. Don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> it 
You can if it's organic. Um, I do not advise it, but you can make a tea out of it. Tastes nice and sweet. Um, it's a good talisman for perfection and power for travelling out of your body oh. and walking between worlds. Um, so even though it's you know pretty much a common weed, don't under- underestimate its magical power. Mm. Now, yeah. Red- yeah, what if we go and stand in a clover patch? Would that kind of be? Like we could we do have an out of body experience if we stood long enough in a clover patch? You'd probably get stung by bees. Uh-huh. More that, like that doesn't sound like much fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's not like the, it's not like the tulips in Wizard of Oz. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yes, but red clover its uses are often used in fertility, love, money, protection, and the blessing of domestic animals. Bring the pussies out. Mm. Yes. So even though it's often used in, um, you know, like I said, love um, and marriage spells, um, they say if you wear it over your right breast, it's said to bring success. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh! I have to go get some of that. I have to get a big leaf for mine. Mm. I don't think you need it. You just had a dirty weekend away. <laughs> so everyone assumes. Yeah. All right. Just because I forgot my pajamas. Oh, I don't need any more information. <laughs> All righty. So, pet protection powder. So, the intent of this one is to protect the life and the well-being of your pet or a domestic animal. So, you can make it up in any quantities, but it is two parts red clover. Yeah. One part white oak bark, one part hyssop, one part sweet basil. Ooh. And for cats. One part catnip, mm. and for puppy doggers, one part fennel. For horses, one part oak straw. For small mammals, one part parsley. For reptiles, one part metal. And for fish, one part Irish moss. Now, I will put this down so people can follow along at home because I don't expect you to um, remember everything that I just said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but with those, grind each ingredient separately into a fine powder, combine them together, and pop them in a jar. And then add a couple of pinches to a sachet or a packet, along with an image of your pet, and along with any shed fur or nail clipping scales um, that you find around. So don't don't go and don't shave them. Don't don't shave them for fur. <laughs> well, one of our lovely friends at the moment has a very sick horsey. Leanne Mack. Oh, it's not broken. The leg's not broken, which is such a relief, but they've got um, problems with the tendon, I think they said. Yeah, so she she might need some of this protection powder. Yeah. Yeah. So all the ingredients are available from Spells and Spirits. I have quite a large apocryphy of herbs available there. An apocryphy? The only thing you want are fennel and parsley, and you can just get that from your local Coles or Woolies. Yeah. Yeah. But everything else... Or Harris Farm, or your garden. So, would you little friend? Would you suggest to put all of those just in a pouch and put them, put it somewhere where maybe your pet sleeps or around where the pet is? It would depend on the pet. Obviously, I wouldn't want my dog to start open and start munching on it. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is true. Um, so you can, you could put a picture of your pet um, on your altar and right. put the packet. With the pet on your altar, or on um, your mantelpiece, or in your cupboard where you can see it and send it energy. Yeah, right. Next, 
or something like that. But, I'd, you know, I would leave it out of the reach of, like, um, dogs and cats. Uh-huh. Especially with the catnip. Cool. Yeah. I've never tried catnip. I mean, not personally. <laughs> well, I have bought some. I, I brought some for my cats. Yeah. Uh, and um, I've watched other cats go nuts over it, and mine really didn't. Yeah. Um, Ellie May was probably the only – she's very blonde and fluffy is our Ellie May. Um, she seemed to like it and sort of passed out next to it. <laughs> it's like they get stoned on it. But I watched um, our gorgeous friend Jonathan. He came back and he brought back his cat, some catnip from Harrods. And um, Tommy, the cat, was rolling and rubbing on it, and he was having a great time. Yeah. Really? So, yeah. So, apparently it does, uh, some animals do like it. Oh, we have to have a little quick shout-out here. Um, Dazza said that the Akadaka song we just played was uh, where he held his lovely darling wife's hand for the first time. Oh. Oh. That's amazing. I've, I've seen, uh, were you at a concert? Were you at an Akadaka concert? Because I've seen the crowds in there and they're like, God. What what a crowd! What a mosh pit! And hello, Robert. Better late than never, huh? Late mm-hmm. to the party tonight. I think he's lurking in the background, having a listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank you, Christy. Uh, in the meantime, also for anyone that's interested, uh, we have the shortest day of the year coming up on twenty first. Twenty first. Twenty first. The longest night of the year as well. Yeah, yes. the winter solstice. Yes, so light a candle. <laughs> Um, call in your ancestors, ask for blessings, and away you go for the next half of the year. Oh, we've got yeah. a little little note here too from Danielle saying, Renata, a poppet you made for my sister had peppermint in it and her cats went nuts over it. Peppermint and catnip are in the same family. Oh. Well, thank you so much, Christy. We look forward to, we look forward to hearing from you yet again next week. In your You're special spot. Enjoy you, uh, enjoy you, Christmas in July, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yep. you just, too. Bye. You too. I think it's time for yum cha. Anyway. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> thank thank you very night. much. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. And welcome back for the last few minutes of this show this evening. And uh, we'll just let you know what we have on or coming up over the next couple of weeks. We will be in Sydney this weekend. Yes, we're off to the Prince Henry Hospital. Um, they, they still haven't put the tickets up for that, but it will probably be going up Monday or Tuesday. The chi- the tickets are as cheap as chips. And uh, what they do is they've turned it into two sessions. So there will be one session from 6 to Seven, and then there's another session from 7.30 to 8.30. So it's a, a taste of ghost hunting. Um, if you're one of our regulars that likes to bring all your kit and, and everything, I, I wouldn't. Um, it's just come along, have a bit of fun, and um, you, we split you up into three groups and have three different experiences in there. And um, it's, a, it's a nice little night. And we get all sorts of people in there, don't we, Renata? Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, and then uh, we're off. You've got uh, Wallumby mm-hmm. on the second of July. It's just a few tickets left for oh, that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then we'll have the Lochinvar House, which mm-hmm. we will put up. Yeah. And we've got Stroud on the thirtieth of July yeah, as well. That's almost sold out as well. Oh, good heavens, guys! Um, and Monday week we're going to Queensland. Yes. I know it's creeping up, isn't it? 
We're going to go and I'm hang excited. out with Sue and Glenn. Yes. And get yelled at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I also wanted to give a shout out to a very special lady who I am just floored at her talent. And this is Jolyn Chapel. She she just um, has entered her very first bronze sculpture piece and has been accepted into the American Women's Artist Spring Juried Show. And it's of this lizard and it is the most lifelike looking thing I've ever seen. And it's her first attempt. Yeah. My yeah. God, what a talented woman. Yep. She's been hiding. That she is, has that, been that hiding. Talent, yeah. So she's making use of her retirement. And a shout out to her husband, Bill, I suppose, as well. How are mm-hmm. you doing, Bill? <laughs> uh, but, Jolene, congratulations. That is just um, – in awe of your abilities. Uh, so, yeah. Um, then the, uh, we've also got um, a, another tarot show coming up in um, – oh, I've got all excited about Jolene now and I've, I've lost my spot where I'm up to. Early July. So we we have the Wyong Milk Factory. We will be back there on the 13th of July. And then we are doing, on the 3rd of August, mm-hmm. we're doing one in Gloucester. We are. It's been locked in. Mm-hmm. So that will be 7 to 9 in Gloucester. And there is another little event that we're working on in uh August as well, which will be at Maitland Jail, but we will just we'll talk about that more when we've got a plan. Mm. <laughs> yes, if we thought we were busy before, we're even busier coming yeah, up. Yeah, but I think we're being more sensible busy. Do you think? Yeah, well, I, I don't, no, I don't know. I, as, I really don't know. Yeah, as good as we can be anyway. Yeah. Uh, and look, you are putting some questions to the Fight for the Good School of Ghost Hunting mm-hmm. uh, for people, and they were coming up with some really good questions on there. Have you read some of them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm. Yeah, there's... Yeah. Yeah. Well, we shall be running a, a psychic development class um, over a few weeks, very, very shortly. We have to sit down and plan that, but that will go ahead in early July as well. And um, I've got a giveaway on the Frightfully Good School of Ghost Hunting oh, as you? well from our beautiful Sarah Chimichero. Oh. Yes. So we have a haunted magazine that is going to be a giveaway, but someone who enrolls in the class in the psychic development class is going to win one of her books. <gasps> they are fabulous. They are absolutely fabulous. I yeah. want to be able to um, yeah, extend uh, the ability for people to buy those because they are a real, a real kind of base of knowledge that all paranormal investigators should know. Yeah. She has written these so well. They and I like the, the question that you put up on there. Can it be true that all the big name ghost hunting teams that are on our screen season after season, really finding ghosts every single time, do they go out and investigate and get nothing to? Maybe those episodes end up on the cutting room floor. What mm, do you think? Yeah. Well, nothing happening is boring. Yeah. Although, uh, for those who have seen the latest episode of Isaac Butterfield's um, what's he called, the thing, Devil's Advocate, mm-hmm. uh, we investigate one of his fans' ho- homes and uh, it didn't go the way that the fan was expecting. No. And it was really quite confronting, especially with Isaac's crotch shots. <laughs> 
But mm. speaking of which, next week we will have a special guest on the show. We have the lovely little Dixon coming in for the last time as a single lady. Oh, yes. She'll be married the next time she comes in. So um, oh, we'll have to play all the single ladies. Oh, we'll have to get the single lady songs out. Yep, that yep. that will be it. And uh, Claire will be doing a review, a movie review for mm-hmm. us of something. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Ghost Rider is going to have to come back out with another story. Okay. All right. Until then, though, we have to leave you. We thank you for staying with us this evening and listening and uh, Putting joining up with us. in and uh, <laughs> sending in your questions and, and all of that. We hope you have a fabulous week ahead. And look, thank you to all those people who did uh, take the time to send in a message. It really brings a smile to our face to see those messages come through, uh, to know that you people are enjoying what we are sharing here. So thank you very much from the bottom of our black little hearts. Mm. So, until next week, we're going to leave you with The Who and Behind Blue Eyes. See ya! Stay spooky and see you on the dark side. Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts. But sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable, sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live.